What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Hindsightless, the sporadic podcast where I talk about life, role-playing games, or whatever else may be running around inside of my head. Mostly role-playing games, because sometimes they make you dress up in a skeleton costume and scare your friends. It's recap time! Happy Halloween, everybody! It is Halloween Eve 2021 at time of recording. It's awesome. I had a great night last night. I'm going to a fun, awesome Halloween band tonight. It's going to be amazing. I was going to have some calls at the end of this episode because I've received a few really awesome call-ins lately. But then I saw how long the recap was. I was like, nope. (laughs) So let's get into the recap. Before we do, something I didn't mention in the recap uh, that I wanted to touch on is I had set up a bunch of different sound effects and spooky music and stuff to play through YouTube. Um, Just like, you know, rain sounds, spooky forest sounds, swamp sounds. And that just adds a lot to a game. And it was, it's just cool. If you can do it, you know, with a Bluetooth speaker and a laptop or whatever, Try it out. It's rad. Just have some background music while you play. And no voices or anything. Just basically soundscapes. And it was dope and awesome. And it made a fun game even a little more fun. So let's get into that recap. Let's do it. Here is the session recap for my Halloween 2021 spooky game of beyond the wall it was a huge hit it was a huge hit i loved running it the players loved playing it it was great it was super fun uh so yeah before the session even started i had spookified my house as much as i could which just means i turned off all the lights i put some colored lights on lit some candles and i hid And I had spooky music playing. So right when the group, right when the players all came into my house, I'm hiding in the bathroom now. The players are walking upstairs. I have these two little lit up jack-o'-lanterns on the steps. No other lights are on. I can hear them. They're like, oh, it's so spooky in here. This is awesome. Where is he hiding somewhere? And so I had it set up. So there was this like, kind of creepy old like 1920s style music playing like something you'd hear at a serial killer's house that's playing and they're like oh this music's weird and then right after they walked in it switches over to the michael myers theme music (laughs) and that's when i jumped out in my skeleton costume and said good evening Because if you're going to meet someone for the first time, is there a better way to do it than by hiding somewhere and jumping out in a skeleton costume? I do not think so. (laughs) So anyway, it was awesome. Yeah, like I said, the game was a hit. The chicken tacos I made were a hit. I made this spiced hot apple cider that was a big hit. Made the whole house smell amazing. It was awesome, dudes. So, yeah, we sat down to make the characters. Uh, The players went through the different playbooks that came with this little scenario pack for Beyond the Wall. And, yeah, let's talk about it a little bit. Um, The new player, Sammy. Her name isn't Sammy, you drunk idiot. (laughs) 
Her name is Aaron. Her character's name is Sammy. All right, let's get back to it. She picked the un, untrained thief, uh, and her character's name was Sammy. James picked the witch's apprentice, and his character's name was Barbara. And Laura picked the young woodsman, young woods person, I suppose. And her character's name was Poroshki. Because, <laughs> of course, it's Poroshki. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yep. So they go through the tables. We took a little longer. You know, it, the book of Beyond the Wall, it talks about how character creation, when you roll through the tables and kind of play out each table a little bit, takes about an hour. We took about an hour and a half just because we were dicking around and having fun and stuff. It didn't feel like a waste of time at all. It was amazing. So we rolled on all these random tables. Um, and it was fantastic. Everyone got what they got and they got into the spirit of it and loved it because yeah, man, honestly, if you're playing a game that has a randomly generated life path and then you bitch about it a bunch cause you didn't get what you liked. It's kind of a slap in the face to the person running the game none of my players did that uh but yeah so it just some weird shit popped out of this you know laura's character Poroshki, the young woodsman is highly skilled is considered a highly skilled uh character and then one of her special abilities was she's very good at simple skills and so, <laughs> so yeah shit like that uh sammy Turned out to be really good at lock lock picking, but also good at begging and drinking. <laughs> so it's like Sammy came up with this whole story to justify that. You know, her character's just kind of lazy, hangs out by the well, drinks, and just begs, and every now and then has to pick a lock. And it was really cool. So <clears throat> the players get together, and this game makes the assumption that the characters are all best friends. You play as like teenagers, basically, and you're all best friends. Which I really love because there's little more I like less in a game than you show up to the first session and it's, you spend an hour, half an hour figuring out how your characters know each other. I, I just, I hate it. It's awkward. It's clunky. It's been done to death. It, for me, it's way easier to be like, you guys know each other already. Whether you're friends or not, I don't care, but you know each other. So... The players start off. There's been a bunch of uh, weird stuff going on in town over the past few days. Starting off with a week ago, there was a murder in the town. A dude named Tam, Tam the Tanner, was murdered. And now his wife has disappeared. And Tam's best friend has been in mourning. His best friend Waylon has been in mourning since then. So that happened about a week ago. A couple days after that... <clears throat> All the horses in the village, every single horse, when the village woke up in the morning, all the horses were on top of roofs <laughs> all over the village. Every single horse was on top of a house. So the party had to deal with that a little bit, get some horses down, make nice with the rest of the village. Um, a couple days after that, town woke up to find all their underwear missing. Even if you were wearing it, it's gone. It's not in your house. It's nowhere to be found. Turns out it's in the well. <laughs> all the underwear had been tied up into a big rope and put into the well. 
later on that night, as the party is hanging out at the inn drinking, they notice that the beer, the bubbles in the beer heading up to the side of the glass and the, the head of the beer, the foaminess, it's all making strange fractal patterns, weird patterns. And they, they realize that it's saying a name. And that name is Waylon. Why the fuck is it saying Waylon? So, <clears throat> party sets out on their adventures. Um, they decide that there's some some other stuff happens. Then they decide they're going to go talk to Waylon. They want to see what's up with Waylon. This murder seems weird. It's been raining ever since. We're going to go find talk to Waylon. As they're going to, through town to get to Waylon's house, they come across three creepy little girls all in white dresses which three girls in white dresses is a trope in my games that goes way back <laughs> way back so i had to put them in there they're playing jump rope and they're singing a creepy little jump rope song and let's see if i can do it let's see hold on here's their jump rope song Beware the wicked red cap, he'd love to see you dead. He'll take all of your blood and wear it on his head. When your mama finds you, she'll go right into fits. Because the wicked red cap chop you into bits. How many pieces are you in? One, two, three. And that's how it goes. <laughs> this awesome little jump rope song. Uh, and so Barbara, the witch's apprentice, is like, screw these creepy little girls. I'm going to scare them. I'm going to make a big, the illusion of a big black dog because Barbara's um, witch's apprentice character is all about kind of illusion magic, color magic, that kind of stuff that showed through the dice during character creation. And it's awesome. Also, Barbara loves to drink that popped up during character creation. So it's kind of a drunk, a bunch of drunken kids. What's better than a bunch of drunken kids? Anyway, so Barbara goes to make this big black dog illusion to scare the little girls. And I'm thinking, ooh, okay, big black dog. Black Shuck, Black Angus, big old Bargast. Those are, those are fairy for sure. Uh, but in Beyond the Wall, when you, make, when you cast a cantrip, you got to make an ability test. And if you pass the test, the spell goes off no problem. If you fail the test, you have one of two choices. You can either A, lose all your spell casting ability for the day, boo, or B, uh, the spell goes awry. And so Barbara made the test, failed, and decided to have the spell go awry. So instead of summoning a big black dog, he summoned a big black cat. And I'm talking a cat the size of like a calf, a baby cow, a big ass black cat with a white patch on its chest, which in fairy lore is known as a cat sif. And this big-ass black cat just looks right at Barbara and just goes, meow. And then disappeared. And in fairy lore, cat sifs are often harbingers of death. And so that's something Barbara's going to have to deal with at some later date. <laughs> Anyway, the girls scatter. The party proceeds to Waylon's house. The house is on fire. There's a big fuck off hairy monster there with Waylon over its shoulder. It's like this 10 foot hairy monster with huge teeth, big ass eyes, claws. And the party's like, whoa, 
we're not dealing with that. And the monster roar, growls at them, and the party's like, we try and put out the fire. <laughs> well, Poroshki slings a sling, and Sammy shoots an arrow. But basically, this monster's just like, forget you guys and bails into the woods and i'm like are you gonna follow the monster into the dark woods and the party was like no we are not <laughs> and i was like Bleh. no solid choice so the party puts out the fire and starts investigating wayland's house they come across a couple burned up diary pages that's right I got to do some fun creative writing, some sexy creative writing, and then burn up the pages. That's the shit. That's some of my favorite stuff to do ever. I love it. They lo- As soon as I whipped out uh, the pages, the, part- the players were all like, oh, my God, props. Yay. Super excited. That was really fun. They were all making fun noises while they were reading it, but they were reading it silently. And I was like, God damn it. Read it out loud. We're... <laughs> What are you making the noises at? But it was awesome. Uh, and as they're investigating the house, the mayor, Mayor Horton, comes walking in. And he's like, get out of here, children. This is no place for children. The house is going to collapse. You need to go. So the party turns around to leave. And when they look out the front door, they ain't looking into the village anymore. Now they're looking into a really beautiful glade. With, it's a grotto, maybe, with a bunch of crystalline pools gorgeous water a big table with a bunch of delicious looking food beautiful people dancing amazing ethereal music colored lights flickering in the air and they're like what in the fuck is this and mayor horton is like get out children get out so they the party looks out the window it's normal out there it's totally normal but they look out the front door and they're looking into fairy and they're like, I don't like this at all. What's going on? And Mayor Horton's like, well, I'm leaving. You need to leave, too. So he walks out the front door, and they don't see him walk in the ferry. They look out the window, and he's walking through the village. And they're like, what? So anyway, party walks into ferry. And there they are. There's a ton of water around, a waterfall, a bunch of pools. Uh, and the ferry are trying to get the party's names or get them to eat something or get them to dance or drink something. They're really trying to lock these characters into Faye, into fairy. But I told the party, uh, any, any knowledge they have a fairy, any real world knowledge, right. That they have a fairy can carry over to their characters. So they had some baseline knowledge, having fun talking with all the different weird fairies. And then all of a sudden the queen, the fairy queen shows up and she's this beautiful red haired woman. Uh, and she says to the players, I need you to do something for me or I'm going to murder, basically murder everyone in your whole village. Um, <laughs> not much of a choice, but fairy aren't cool. And they're like, okay, what? And she points at the table and she says, he stole my tears. I want them back. And they look at the table and Wayland's head is on the table. They look underneath. There's no body underneath. It's just Wayland's head is the centerpiece of the table. And the head looks at the players and it's like, help me. 
and then like a maggot bursts out of his eyes and a friggin' cockroach crawls out of his ear. It's super gross and creepy and amazing. And the party's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> this queen means business. So, yeah, now the party has to go find the fairy queen's stolen tears. And Waylon had hid the tears in the midnight swamp which is guarded by a giant fuck-off swamp dragon. So the party goes forth. And on their way, as they walk down the path, it's getting darker and spookier and turning from beautiful glade with pools and loveliness into just, like, filthy, dirty swamp water. Like, the mud is bubbling up. It just smells like farts everywhere. It's, you know, that natural hot springs type smell but like way worse uh and as as the party's walking down this dark and treacherous path they hear a ruckus they hear a ruckus up ahead they sneak forward and see two shitty red caps with a little fairy dude strung up by a tree and the red caps are talking about how they just need to leave him hanging upside down a little bit longer so the blood will rush to his head so when they slit his throat there'll be better blood um and the party's like oh no that's mean so instead of fighting these red caps which i was like yeah bring it on because my my players hate red caps more than anything they hate them which is why i use them all the time because <laughs> my players don't really hate them they just fear them and it's amazing but anyway, so instead of fighting them, um, they trick them. There's really there was no combat in this game really at all. Uh, the party tricked the red caps and freed freed this little fairy dude, and he's like, "Oh my god, thank you so much!" And he tries to get their names because having true finding out people's names is power, and so. They don't, they have some conversation with this dude and he ends up giving the party the true name of the Swamp Dragon because he knows it. He's on a mission for a different fairy queen altogether, altogether, uh, which that's fun too. It's like, yeah, not everything in the world has to do with what you're doing. That's, that's good to do. But the name of the, the true name of the dragon is Grindle, Grindlegrum. So now the party is armed with this knowledge and they they journey deeper into the swamp and come across the lair of Grindle Grum. And he's he's standing outside looking just majestic as shit. He's all like moldy green colored and his wings are dripping black ichor and there's like acid dripping from his maw. And he's like, blah, 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 blah. don't mess with me or I'll murder you all. <laughs> But the party had learned from the little fairy dude that Grindelgrum is into games and riddles. So the players came up with a pretty good plan. Well, we know his true name. He doesn't know ours. That's the game. That's the riddle game. We'll play a guessing game and we'll win. And so Poroshki's gonna <laughs> Poroshki's gonna be the one leading the charge. Because who's gonna guess the name Poroshki? Outside of Russia or Poland, not too many people. <laughs> But anyway, so the riddling game starts. Dragon goes first. And I'm like, okay, if if I roll a 19, the dragon guesses your name. And she's like, cool, okay. And then I'll guess its name. I throw the die. 
boom, 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 boom. A fucking 19? Of course it's a 19. What else is it going to be? So the characters spent one of their fortune points, because uh, in this game you have fortune points, to make me re-roll it. <laughs> so I re-rolled it. Because, yeah, I don't want to murk the whole party on their first adventure, especially with the new player and everything. So I re-roll, <laughs> I re-roll it. They use up some of their resources, roll a different number. <laughs> and so they end up winning, tricking the dragon, getting the tears, bringing the tears back to the fairy queen who takes them back home. But when the party gets back into the real world after they leave fairy, they see that months have passed. There's snow all over the ground. When they left, it was basically October. And now it's basically December. So, you know, a whole month has passed, maybe longer. And they they hear screams coming from the village. They see fire and they see shambling figures walking in silhouetted in the flames. What are those shambling figures? And that's where we ended the session because I wanted to leave it on a cliffhanger because I want to get this player back who seems very interested in playing more, which makes me really happy. Uh, oh, and one thing that I have to add, Spencer, I have to add. So before the fairy queen let the players go back home, she said to them, be careful. The restless queen has awoken. That's goddamn right. I'm throwing the restless queen in my game. I said I would, and I am, and I love it more than anything. Spencer, your daughter is amazing. You are amazing. Thank you for that. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a game. It was fucking rad. Like I said, the players really liked it. I liked running it. It was really simple to run. I didn't do any prep. Like, I rolled up a couple rolls on this uh, adventure pack table that you get, and that was it. I did that. A week or so ago and then I just thought about I stopped prepping for the game at that point and just started prepping the world diving into fairy lore um, thinking about the village but not too much because making the village is part of character creation which is just an amazing part of this game I love it so much and it was fantastic I highly recommend Beyond the Wall I'm excited to play it some more I hope we will. There was a lot of texting going on after the game as they were driving home about how everybody, how much fun everybody had and making new friends is fun. And she really wants to play again. And I can't wait. So we will pick this up again sometime, I hope, sometime in the not too distant future. And we'll see why there's fire and shambling figures and what the restless queen has to say. So that was it. That was my, uh, that's my tale of Beyond the Wall. Okay, uh, now there's a couple calls. I have no idea how long this was. It's probably pretty long. Let's take some calls. Bye. Damn, I just realized <laughs> that recap was over 20 minutes long. I'll get to the calls in the next episode, I promise. <laughs> Jeez, man. Anyway, yeah, Beyond the Wall was fantastic. It was an amazing time. And that's it, everybody. I'm going to I'm going to get out of here. And like I said, I'll do those calls next episode. So until then, stay spooky, stay cool, be kind to each other, and just be nice. Bye. Peace out.